0: over
1: with Gus Joe.
2: How about,
0: how about that? The professor getting us going and warming up the situation for us, Mr. Scott Craig. Chef Scott, we like to call him, it is Thursday, which means it is our crew of Katie's Day. And, Jeff, we are at Francesca Deli. No, no. Francesca by Katie's. Deli and pizzeria. You got it. I think you even got Bienvenue right. You know, here's the thing. I can go fix that. <laughs> but it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of a hidden joke now. It's a Gussism. <laughs> right? What did I call it? Bienvenue? Bienvenue. 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 Yeah. Close enough.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, we just, uh, we just know that you struggle with
0: French. Yeah. Either way, uh, we are here and I'm, um, I'm glad I have not eaten just yet. I've not eaten just yet as you would upset my stomach with your outfit today. I mean... I oh, wore well, it just for you. My cardinal, one of my Cardinal jerseys. That is... Uh, uh, it's notice you, you, you brought the postseason patch one as well to remind good? me what yes. you'll be doing and I won't be doing. Yes, we will be. This postseason, watching your team play.
3: I am really, really excited about this team. They seem to have that it factor. Uh-huh. Um, they're playing really well. They're playing, as in, they're playing as well as anybody in the league. And, uh, taking two of three from the Braves recently, uh, was a really, a big, a big push for us. Uh, scored five runs in the bottom of the ninth last night to beat the Nationals. Right. I mean, it's just, they're playing well. I mean, with the, the, thank you New York. Sorry, I gotta interrupt you for this.
4: High drive, left field. Going back, cave, turning, locking, see ya!
1: Number
0: 55!
3: You w- know what I Michael. noticed about
1: that? Yankees are on the board. It's 3-1 Twins.
0: His fourth home run in the last four games. Aaron Judge at 55. Hey, that is my new team, by the way. Well, that's what Goldschmidt's been doing. Go Yankee. You know
3: what I noticed about that what typical that? Yankee game? Yeah. Unless they're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. nobody in the stands. Well,
0: I think it was the first of a doubleheader because later that night, it was Pat. No, I, I'm understanding. But, I mean... Anyway, um, the important part of that, I'm, I'm just bringing it up because I, I'm asking you, since you and I both follow teams, yes, that had two players make a push for Roger Maris. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, the great home run race that brought yes. back baseball and a lot of people, we all knew, we all knew <laughs> it was what it was. But we all watched. It was must-watch. It was crazy awesome. And Mary Bonds couldn't handle it. And um, he did what he did to break that mark. Roger Maris at this point through 136 games, 53 home runs, Mm -hmm. Judge 55. So he's two games, he's two homers ahead of where Maris was at this point. I hope they're testing him. Season ends in September, obviously, and then you get to October. Do you think he can, like, do you, first off, are you rooting? I am. I'm legitimately, as a baseball fan, I'd love to see him get to 61, 62. I love Aaron Judge. I think he's one of those great guys for the, the game. He's easy to root for. Um, the guy's just a monster as it is. Like, I can look at that and not think, even though you're joking about, you know, testing it. No, no, no.
3: I, but, I, am I rooting for him? Yeah. Um, like, do
0: you want to see somebody, in your mind, legitimately maybe get to 61, 62 as a baseball fan? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and, and he seems like a class kid, young guy. Um, I'd rather see him doing it in a cardinal jersey, but
0: um, <laughs> you know, but yes, Well, he, a, um, he did bet on himself and, my friend this year didn't,
3: and the, the Yankees, Yankees didn't give him the contract. And I'm really I'm a I'm a fan of the Yankees right yeah. now because they gave us Montgomery that that just solidified our pitching staff. And uh and for the cards and yeah, I'm pulling for him, man. You know, I mean, how can you not? The kid he's good. And you know you definitely want to see somebody beat Barry Bonds' record. Right? Well, that's what I was going to say. 73, legitimately,
0: right? I mean, which I mean, it's an absurd amount of, of home runs. Do you view him as the home run king? Um,
3: I'm a Hank Aaron guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do I view him as the home run king? Uh, I, 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 he is, but. Because I guess he, it was never proven that he juiced. Well, kind of. I mean, did they actually prove
0: I that, mean, the facility, to, the clear, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, photos? Uh, what I like to see a young man be, uh, yeah. like Judge beat right. that record?
3: Absolutely, because Barry Barnes, I mean, he's not a great, he's not a great face of baseball. Right. He's just not. He never has been. He's been kind of a jerk. Well, actually is a jerk, but you know, it just, it's a shame because he holds that record right now. Would I like to see somebody yeah. like Judge?
0: Yeah, man. I, I just remember. Cause he seems like I, you a know. Nice I remember young man. it was must watch TV. ESPN is oh, being yeah. with wait. McGuire. I every at bat for McGuire. Every, I was at one of uh, Sosa's against the, the Astros when he got to 50, I think is what it was. I was at number 60. Were you really? Yeah. But not at the game. The buzz uh, was incredible. I was every
3: with my impact. friend Luke Conrad. Yeah. We were in the Hilton Hotel looking right. down into the old Bush Stadium. And yeah, we were around it and everything. We were at a, the Saints played the Rams that day. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, we were, we were standing in that hotel and yeah. it was just a great memory because yeah, we were watching it with binoculars, but I mean, it was, it was Definitely cool. It's
0: something that obviously comes up every time the the Hall of Fame comes up. You know, should these guys be in it and stuff? And here's kind of where I lie on it. I say yes from this aspect of it. If you've ever been, and you've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame, I'm assuming, being a a fan. Um, It's a record of the game, isn't it? It's a record of the game. Now, the busts are about the greats that have done it. But, you know, I remember walking to where the Cubs Nineteen oh eight and and the scandal and the you know all that stuff. So you have parts of the facility that speak about the black eyes and baseball, things of that nature. I right. think have a section that speaks about the quote unquote steroid era yeah. because look at the end of the day and again I played baseball growing up, not not anywhere right. at that, that level, yeah. but I, I love it. You can juice and do all those things. You still have to hit the ball. Now, does it help you in recovery? Does it help you check swing a mistake that would normally be a pop-up to right field, go 10 rows into the seats, and when you do connect on the size of a dime on the baseball, and instead of a 340, it's, you know, in the bay? Yes. Does that help? You still have to hit the ball. I mean, you still have to have an incredible line and all those things. I've done steroids.
3: Okay. I'll come out and tell you. It makes you much fresher, stronger. Absolutely. It helps you recover. It makes you, and so Absolutely. it's definitely going to make you hit the ball better. Yeah. So it definitely
0: helped them. But at the same time, I also think, like, these guys were, they did you know, it. they, they yeah. did do it. And, look, for the most part, that whole era, I mean, you had pitchers like Carlos Farnsworth, <laughs> you know, Roger Clemens. Yeah. I mean, you had a bunch of guys yeah. that were allegedly, you know, I mean, doing things. So, right. hey, look. I, That's I, I just, true, too. Yeah. Jeez, I just look at a like lot of this, pitches though. that were juicing Absolutely. too. Absolutely, and here's the other thing though, like like why I say yes just think about and, and have that as a you know a section of it because what was remarkable about those guys specifically? They were probably a bunch, and still are a bunch of do of people that are doing it. People get PED, right. you know, suspension that currently game, right? But they're not hitting seventy bombs. These guys no. were special. You I take it. you take guys that were special. Yeah and then you give them that extra boost but the thing is this man and i and why i think this should have their own little section wing right yeah because if you made a mistake it was gone but not a hit Not a double, not a triple, not a lace into center field. It was was gone. Like they made hitting a home run ridiculous. And and Scott, as they got closer, that's what I'm saying. And as they got closer (laughs) to the 50s and 60s, pitchers didn't want to be the one that got it. So they pitched carefully. In other words, these guys maybe got a strike, an appearance, a strike, an appearance. And when they got a strike, it was gone. Like that, that's absurd when you think about it. And that's why I do think, and that's what I remember from that era, was that you threw one strike to Barry Bonds. Right. It was gone. It was gone. Yeah. I mean, Mike yeah. McGuire, you threw a strike. Right. It was gone. And, like, I look at that swing and I play, that highlight just now from Aaron Judge. Dude, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, we'll keep an eye on that here. I just, here since know, I know your baseball I just wish these
3: guys, when they were asked the question, yeah, man, I mean, i do it. Look around. I mean, it, it's like, did anybody say we couldn't do it until now? You know? And it, it's like, you know, it really bummed me out to see Mark McGuire lie because I've always been a huge Mark McGuire fan. It was almost like watching Clinton lie. You know? Um, it, it's, it's disappointing. The, but in closing on baseball, mm-hmm. the one I'm most disappointed about not being in the Hall of Fame is Pete Rose. Uh, I'm a big Rose fan. That guy, it's funny. He's, somebody he's just asked me that, that he should ever, be on
0: there. One of them, and you know, and again, the the stuff that came out just a couple of months ago about the whole, you know, 14, 16 year old girl that had a relationship with, or whatever, it was that that that, that, that I didn't hear about that? Mm. No, yeah, you might, might want to look that up. Well, I mean, my man we're, came we're out seven, about <laughs> we're talking about his baseball performance, yeah, right? I, again, that that goes with the steroid stuff. That goes with all those things on the baseball field. That's what you're you're recognizing. Let's be honest, you want to start doing that to football, yeah. basketball players, yeah. and all that stuff. I, I do think we have to look at it as the hall is the hall. It's what was done on the baseball field, the football field, or the diamond. Scott, yeah. we got a lot to get into here yes. today. Joe, twelve thirty. Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers. We like to do this on Thursdays. Talked a couple of voices here as well. Corey Glore from the Tulane Green Wave. There want to know. We'll talk with them at 1.15. Ben Heisler, bet-cited fantasy football expert. If you Love have ben. a fantasy football question or a betting question, yes. feel free and do so at 1.30. Buddy will take your phone calls at the Upper Circle Family Chiropractic phone line, 800 1003 And then Lee Sterling will join us from Paramount Sports. We'll go over what he did uh, last week. But you do know what tonight is, don't you? Opening day.
1: Yep.
0: Who am I going to bet? Are you ready for tonight? I sort of like the Rams. Little Thursday night football plus three. Uh, yeah. Did it go up to three? No, but I'll buy it to three. Okay. I don't do two and a half. Okay. Is that what you're doing? Well, how does that work? By the way, I thought you just go with with the uh, what it is.
3: It's um. No, if you want to buy it up to three, you pay an extra 10 bucks on a $100 play.
2: Oh, okay. You and, can't
3: do that? No, that's with my local guy. Huh. Um, I, I'm not sure how it works on the apps, but um, uh, it's just hard to bet against a guy that's never had a losing record. McVeigh. Okay. He's won every opener. Here we go. And he's won every opening where are you has put a little,
0: little painting and mural of him oh, too no I can't stand it I can't stand it oh, let me tell I you something one thing a, tonight now I understand and I saw the guys never been below 500 and all this and yeah. that you know what hopefully tonight's the night the professors Buffalo Bills are favored by two and a half over under yeah. is 52 games over at SoFi Stadium we'll have to stomach through the banner coming down and Tight close-ups of Sean McVay and the all this The professor other had an nonsense. ESPN
3: guy on there saying that he liked the Rams. Yeah, well
0: look, here, here's all I know. Because of all of that. Tonight, everyone can come in unison and vote for, and, and root for the bill. I don't think there's a Saints fan. No, we had. That will remotely. I, I like them more upset. than the Falcons. Do you? I was going to ask yeah, you because it I is do. Falcon Hate Week and I the do. Saints are still favored by five and a half points. Yesterday. Oh, I'm not the, sure I like it. Are you ready though? Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. The injury, injury report came report. out. So yeah. we will talk a little bit about that here as well coming up on the sports hangover as we are live at Francesca by Katie's <laughs> Deli and Pizzeria. <laughs> you can joke all you want. I, you know, I made, I I I like I, it. I made a menu suggestion at Katie's. I did, did last you, week. You, or yesterday two weeks ago. you sent me a text. And I was kind of thinking maybe today, uh, you know. I don't, no, no, I won't suggest a name change. I like it. What do we? What, what's the special today? I saw something like quesadillas on beans and soups, tortilla soup or something. My wife likes tortilla soup. Oh we, oh man, listen. Uh-huh. My sous chef here, yeah, Knuckles. Knuckles. Chef Knuckles. Chef
3: Knuckles. Scott Lindsay <laughs> is. He's legit. Legit. He's the truth. And, and I'm not just saying that because it's my place. Right. The guy could be a sous anywhere. As long as he didn't have to work a line or something and he wasn't pushed to have to get a dish out or something like that. Man. This guy can pot cook and cook with anybody I've ever seen. And that's 45 years in this business. Wow! And he's that good. His soups, everything he does is just outstanding. And um, Knuckles is good. Does all my catering. So, uh, you know, when we have an event, he does the food for it. You know, okay. if it's
0: a big event, we've got a lot of people helping him. i got to ask. Mm-hmm. Are you a potato salad and gumbo guy?
3: Um, As it is a sacrilege in um, Louisiana culture to destroy a gumbo thank with you. potato I'm salad. St- I'm, thank you. It is still very good. Oh, not you. I will tell you not that, you. I tell you I had the worst gumbo I've ever had in my life mm. at a really good restaurant in Florida. Really? In watercolor, okay. uh, Monday night. Right. You know, the, the rest of the food was great. I'm sure. not saying this yeah. is, but I could not believe they served this gumbo. It was so horrible. Okay. And I actually
0: had to tell the waiter, I'm yeah. like, God, dude, this yeah. is... What makes a gumbo a gumbo to you? The root. The roux, exactly. That's what I'm saying. When you add mm. potato salad, mm. You're, you're you're adding texture and flavor and condiment stuff, whether it's yes. mayo or mustard-based. You know. cheese. Like, yes. at, at that point, it's no longer like you would never grab chicken noodle soup and throw stuff. And I know Buddy's saying, "I, I do." We had a show for like an hour and a half. we I uh. I found out that I'm actually the minority in this. That more people than not actually do put potatoes out. My wife.
2: Well, as Put a chef, good, I do gumbo. this for a living. I can never, as a chef, ever that is bring myself to do.
3: And a lifelong New Orleanian that yeah. is well versed uh-huh. in Louisiana culture and Louisiana cuisine, um, I know that the South Louisiana people, the great, the greatest people in the world, the Cajuns, do not think that potato salad should go with
0: gumbo.
2: Well,
3: but what you can do is have the gumbo and have a little potato salad on the side.
0: And I, I, I was shocked. Time. I thought for sure it that I was going to win changes. that argument easily and, uh, I, I was so wrong. But the reason I'm bringing that up too as well, not only the specials, we're going to talk about some of the items on the menu here because it is game night. And, and I don't know about you, but when there's a game, especially a national game, I do kind of You know, cook to that as well. I mean, are you a wing guy? We're going to talk a little bit about this. Like, what Are you you doing anything special tonight to watch the Bills and the Rams? Aside from the fact of downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, you need to. DraftKings want to hook you up with a new customer. You know, Scott and I aren't new customers. But if you are, you're simple. $5 on any Thursday's (laughs) game and $200 (laughs) in free bets instantly. So, Thursday, everyone... Get in on it. You can do the early win promotion as well. It's simple. Bet on Buffalo or L.A. to win if your team leads by seven at any point during the game. Seven points. You get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So, Buffalo comes down and scores. They're up 7 nothing. You bet on Buffalo, but the Rams come back and win. You still win instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code LAROSE, and we'll hook you up with $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on tonight's thursday night football game use the code larose l-a-r-o-s-e i'm late into the break we come back the injury report will go over that chris blair bottom of the hours so the sports hangover on espn new orleans
1: greg leblanc toyota in homa has got your summer deals Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online, too, at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra, totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school, <laughs> and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new. And we want your trade, and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa Greg, 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 Greg Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals.
2: Feels
1: like home. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All
0: right, welcome back. It is Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. Pizza is pizza, a, a game day food, right? Pizza is a game day food. You can order it. Bring home, baby. I saw um, Uncle Earl and Jack. Going to get to you in a quick second. Um, I, I saw a spot today by like you know Uber pepperoni. I, I'm such a pepperoni guy. I mean, you cannot put enough pepperoni on my pizza. Bacon. Yeah. I, I love and, the veggies, and here you don't olives. have to. You don't
3: have to ask for extra
0: pepperoni. Yeah, no, I love it because love I'm that guy pepper.
3: that believes that a pie should have a lot of stuff on it.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. The, the, the heavier the slice, the better. <laughs> you got to get that crisp too, though. Oh, you got to have gotta gotta get the, the, the crisp. thin crisp
3: yeah. crust yep. with a lot of stuff. And when Guy Fieri and I made the Boudreaux pizza together, he was like, "I put it in the oven." He goes, "There is no way that that pizza is going to hold up to all those ingredients." Yeah, and I went watch. And I put it in the oven on a pan. So
0: the Boudreaux is something that you guys make together?
3: Yes. Okay. So I put it in the oven on a pan. And then about two minutes before I'm going to find, uh, to finish it, I take it off the pan. I put it back on the stone and I crisp it. And he, and he picked up a piece and he went, I'm shocked. Right. That's like unbelievable. That this pizza holds up to all of that weight. I love Thank it. It's good stuff. Well. Yep.
0: Good stuff. Uh, who cannot like that for sure. All right, 800-998-1003, the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line. Let's go to that now. And Uncle Earl, what you got for us today here on the Sports Hangover as we are live at Francesca. What's got? Hey, brother. Hey,
2: hey, Goose. How y'all doing today, man?
0: Doing well, man.
2: Hey, I, I want to try that, that, uh, that silly ribeye uh <laughs> I don't know if it was there or like the other place.
5: Philly quesadilla. But,
2: uh, oh. oh, man, God! Hey, Dude. one thing I'm not going to try is no potato salad in my damn gumbo. I will never do it. <laughs> Thank it you.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: I agree. Okay. Thank, re- same, re- hey, hey, Goose, I, I yeah. wanted to give you a shot of opinion. I've am i been a Yankees fan off topic for since I was 12 years old, um, yeah. and I know they, they had a huge lead in the East and kind of dwindled down, I think, five games or something like that. Don't y'all agree, though, we are getting a playoff. You, Houston looks like, man, I, I just don't see how we can get past them guys. It looks like they're pretty equal to us and maybe a little better on the pitching side right now because of our injury.
3: I don't care who it is, but bring them on. They'll be playing the cards.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> no, man, I'm ready, Houston's but tough. hey, I just, want, I just want to win a that. I just want a championship against so
3: um Uncle Earl, I uh, let, let me answer that. Um, not sure quite what happened to the Yankees, but they seem to have peaked. My brother-in-law is a gigantic Yankee fan and they seem to have peaked and since the trade deadline they they've been not so good and um, I, I don't know if trading Montgomery to the Cardinals was a really bad move for them, but I know it was a good move for the cards. But I know they're yeah. the Yankees are exciting to watch. And um, I think they're going to be fine. There's way too much talent on that team. They've had a lot of injuries, haven't they? You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean you gotta get your players back and I think once they get in the playoffs, they'll be fine. Um, I am not an Astro fan, I can tell you that. I I I have been in you know, the Astros and the Cardinals used to have some really some really tough series. You know, I've never been an Astro fan. And Neither I don't like, not Yeah, no, I didn't like what they did to win the title against the Dodgers in seventeen or whatever it was. And I just you know, I'm a baseball purist and I feel that the Yankees need to be relevant in, in uh in in the playoffs of baseball and uh I think that um they're going to be fine once they make the playoffs, bro. I think you're not going to have any problems,
2: man. I uh, hope so, man. Hey, I uh, hope y'all have a good day. Go, uh, Goose, Appreciate it, Scott. Appreciate Thanks, it Cheryl. as well,
3: man.
0: Always hearing from one of our loyal listeners, Uncle Earl. 800-998-1003 is the way to jump into the conversation. I'll see the phones continuing to ring. As Bunny finds out who that is, it will give me a quick second to do this. Time now for The leap. The leap the lead the lead here's what's stopping our headlines on the sports hangover all right Scott is simple it is all about that injury report Traquan Smith was on it yesterday groin did not practice Dwayne Washington hamstring didn't practice Landon Young didn't practice with the hip. Tanner Owen illness didn't practice Paulson Adibo ankle did not practice That's that bad. is something to keep an eye on Michael Thomas, hamstring was limited. Eric McCoy, limited with the calf. Pete Werner, growing limited. JT Gray, hamstring, limited. Now, let's get to the obvious here. And getting Michael Thomas and hearing and seeing that he was at practice is a solid thing. We're going to hear from him. I'll play some sound bites here. we got a phone call, so I want to go to that. Uh, who's this, man?
2: Hello? Jack. Hey,
0: what's up, Jack? How you doing?
3: Yeah,
2: hey. my brother. What's up? Doing well, Jack. How you doing,
4: What's pal? Up? All right. Look, I'll make it quick. I just want to talk about Pete Rose for a second. Sure. Um, fr- first of all, I, I agree with Gus. I think there should be like a wing of knuckleheads, and he'd be one of them that's in there. And, and you'd explain what he did, but you still let him in the Hall of Fame. Okay. But 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 uh, Scott, if you didn't hear the story, this is what happened. Um, a few weeks ago, they had him back in Philadelphia because they want you know they're they trying to make nice. Okay, at the same time a, a woman a woman came up and said that um that he had had relations with her when she was 16 years old no, 14 years old. Yeah. And, and, and he didn't de- he didn't deny that. What he said was uh she was 16 and that was legal in Ohio. That's what he did. Okay. So uh he, he he's a P.O.F., so you can figure that out. But but look man, um as far, as far as you know, I hate it when people say, "Well, he only bet on his own team." Um Scott, you you would agree that um one of a baseball manager's main jobs is to handle a pitching staff, right? You you got to figure out what games the way you can use your bullpen, and, and sometimes you just got to let a guy take one for the team. Would you agree with that?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got to manage the okay, team. Okay, well, I thought it was it. vice versa though. I thought he bet on other teams and not his team. Is that just me getting old? He didn't bet on his own team. He bet on other team. Jack,
0: uh, he hung up. Looks like.
3: Hey, anyway, Yep. yeah, I mean, if you're managing a team, you can't, you can't bet on your team, <laughs> you know, because then if you've got a ton of money on it, you're going to do things, you know, especially if you bet on them to lose or something. I, I'm just saying, he is top five best players of all time. His play on the field puts him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's all, you know. I, you know, not to get into baseball too much, but you know, that, that's how I feel. How do you feel?
0: You here's the thing, man. When you when you start or you, or you do that, it, it didn't. It just it's kind of hard to sort of say, "Well, I never did it on my team." You know what I mean? Like, what am I going on your word? I mean, right. You know what I'm getting? I mean, Scott, you know you can't bet it. I mean, right. you, you, what I'm saying is like know. You, you know you can't do it. I mean, you, you know you can't do it. I mean, no, those are the rules. You may not agree with it. You may agree. You know, like like the Falcon receiver who's gone this year. You know you can't do it. You know you know what I mean? I mean, like you're choosing he, to he do He admitted
3: it. that he bet on his team every night. So he did bet on his team. Yeah, uh, But he's not saying he bet against his team. I don't know. He's lying. Whatever. Well, that's, but okay. he's still Here we go. Pete Rose. He's a baseball player. I mean, the the Baseball Hall of Fame is about players who were great in the game. Uh, I, and I guess he wasn't great for the game. So, mm-hmm. whatever.
0: You're <sighs> <laughs> right there. How about them wave?
3: <laughs>
0: he's um <laughs> I'm surprised though you're you're you know about the injury report. You good with it? Oh, the injury report. Oh,
3: yeah. I'm nervous. I don't think Thomas is going to play, but but he practiced yesterday. I get it. I get it. He's and being fine. and being limited um, normally means
0: you're going to play. Yeah, he's he's fine. So hopefully fine. he'll play. Do you trust me. But if not, do you trust me? Do you trust about me?
2: that? Yeah,
0: he's going to play Sunday. Yeah, he'll play. Sunday. Okay.
3: But, you know, we've also got Jarvis, and, uh, I've got a
0: You're gonna be just brand on. new
3: black Saints Jarvis Landry helmet. Coming. Oh, you
0: really? Yep. Nice. Jarvis um, took care of me. What are you wearing game day? I mean, are, are you a jersey? Um, or do you have your own? Does it say, you know, Chef Scotty I just, on the back? I just normally yeah, I just wear, wear a, wear a polo. polo. Got a ball cap. Um, I've got my
3: old deuce jersey that I really need to get him to autograph because it's a real old, it's a deuce jersey, old one. I gotta get him to autograph that sometime. But anyway. Um. No, I just wear a polo. You know, chill out. You know, this Sunday I'll be doing something else. We'll be doing something. I'm going to be hanging out at Caesar's Sportbook this Sunday. I've got in the second half for sure.
0: Hanging out. Hanging out. All right. Let's take a quick break. We come back. It will be with Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers. We'll talk to him about his thoughts on the season opener and playing Southern this weekend. First time these two teams are meeting. We'll talk about that next on ESPN New Orleans. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's in Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120-minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre- and postnatal, post-mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. Lakeviewmassageandtherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation.
5: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fansville, where the refs are always wrong and Dr. Pepper is always right. Always. Where the mountains are capped with cooler ice and children learn the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper before they learn the alphabet. Smart. It's the one place where a man is a six unless he's wearing face paint. He's a dick. And where fans deserve a Dr. Pepper no matter if they win or lose. I'm weird. Get ready for anything to happen this college football season on Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Grab some today. Dale's semi-annual sale has arrived, and now's your chance to get some of the best prices guaranteed save on top tech including xps and alienware computers powered by 12th gen intel core processors you'll also save on monitors docks mice and much more must-have accessories plus free shipping on everything upgrade today by calling 877 axdale that's 877 axdale to take advantage of great deals during their signature savings event.
1: He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his
5: own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting
1: Pop-Tarts. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
5: Again, two receivers left, one to the right. Daniels in the shotgun. Williams, the lone back. Daniels looking to throw. Fires
4: a bullet. Caught! Duray Jenkins back in the end zone! Touchdown, Fighting Tigers! And touchdown of the night for the
5: senior, Jeray Jenkins. And the Tigers are a point away from tying this up. That is
0: voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, Mr. Chris Blair. Part of the LSU Sports Radio Network, of course, at LSU Tigers Voice. No way to follow him over on Twitter. Chris, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris, can you hear us, bud? I hear you, fine. Hey, Hey, thank you, man. Yep, I got you now, finally. Uh, Sir.
5: No, I was just going to say, you're so close, to get so far away. That's kind of the story (laughs) of Sunday night. Uh,
0: That's literally what I was going to say there, too. It's like, you know, you you wait all season, you get to the game, and we talked about last week, too, if you would have an advantage having had a game under your belt or not and working out those kinks and things. That second half, you saw the Tigers offense find that spark, get – uh, moving in the right direction, get a stop or two that you needed on defense, a break or two that you needed. And, you know, there you are. You make that call. You're, you're a PAT away from going into overtime with momentum, I think. Chris, it's kind of remarkable that that game was even that close there at the end with all the mistakes the Tigers made.
5: You know, no, it was amazing. At one point we were down 10 to three to Florida State and you looked up time of possession was overwhelmingly in favor of the Seminoles. Total yardage was in favor of the Seminoles, and as bad as LSU had played, um, you know, they're only down one score, which was mind-boggling, and uh, that kind of was the story, you know, the rest of the game, Uh, you know, credit LSU for, I think, tightening things up defensively. I mean, there were a couple of times they needed stops or the game would be over. Um, Credit Florida State where a bonehead call at third and goal from the one on a power toss, which I'd be shocked if they pull that one out of the bag anytime soon. Uh, I don't understand that, uh, but anyway, LSU happy to take that gift that they gave them. Um, but I think that was that was kind of the story. You know, if I'm Florida State, I'm celebrating that I won the game and I'm two and zero on the season. Uh, but I don't think I think they're going to be working on some things as much as LSU is this week in practice because I didn't see anything outstanding. Uh, for the most part for either team.
3: Hey, Chris, Scott Craig here. How are you, man?
5: I'm
4: good,
3: Jeff. Good, good. Um, You know, as disappointing as the loss was, there were a lot of good things to take out of this. And, you know, I, I was sort of disappointed in how kind of disorganized they were. We kind of knew the offensive line was not going to be a strong point early in the season, um, but what I was most impressed with was the quarterback play he made he made a lot of plays out of nothing um, and with the way they fought this team you know I think on teams would have would have given up earlier on in that game and uh, it would have been a lot worse but the fight was was absolutely incredible to watch and in saying that, they get the break, they drive 99 yards, they score a touchdown, they've got the momentum. Why not go for two? And I it just seems to me I was looking for them to go for two because they had Florida State on their heels. And, um, you know, they, they they left it in the hands of a bunch of freshmen, including the kicker, which was not his fault at all, but it was a freshman that, that made the wrong block on the, uh, on the uh, rush, uh, on the kick. And, uh, I mean, I just thought maybe they should have gone for two. And were, Have you talked to anyone? Did they, did they think about that? You know, what was the deal with that?
5: No, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm just guesstimating. I don't even pretend to be a coach. But, you know, the one thing I would look at in that, that final drive at spanned 99 Yard, you know, there was Florida State, again, a uh, head-scratcher here. Uh, they were playing, you know, prevent all the way down. Uh, you know, once they got to midfield, they stayed prevent. Once they got to inside the Florida State 40, they stayed prevent. And eventually you saw the pass to Mesa Taylor, which got LSU in a position to score down there at the two yard line. There was nobody within 15 yards of Taylor in the middle of the field, um, again, in that prevent mode. So I think that helped a little bit. Now, good. LSU took advantage of that and, and got down there in a position to eventually get within one point. I think, again, total my guess here is that things get a little more compact once you're in in a tight space inside the the two-and-a-half-yard line. Uh, I also think because LSU had scored on three straight possessions that there was a feeling that, hey, we tie this game, not only are they on their heels, now they're starting to have some question marks. We've got room to play with in the overtime uh, as far as field position. That we think we can continue to keep scoring. We've got some rhythm now with our quarterback. Uh, we're getting him out. He's releasing the ball quick. Um, it looked like again, two different teams and two different games from the first half to the second half. And again, that's just my guesstimation, uh, on the reason to go for one. That one didn't surprise me all that much that they wanted to tie the game and get to overtime. Again, I think they did have the momentum. Uh, I think they just chose, or at that moment, chose for the long-term momentum rather than the short-term momentum. Um, but it's one of the things I think we'll discuss tonight on Coach Kelly's show and uh, be interested to see what he says.
0: At LSU Tigers, voice the way to follow Mr. Chris Blair. Voice of the Tigers over on Twitter. You know, along the lines of what Scott was just saying there, too, with the play of Jane Daniels, as you're calling that game, you get a, lot of, you get a sense and feel. As a broadcaster, Chris, uh, of momentum and sensing what a game sort of feels like, man. That first half, and really for some time, Jane Daniels, I mean, the second the ball hits his hands, he has to go. I was impressed with the poise and the calmness. And one of the things that I mentioned earlier in the week on the show about his performance was I never felt Chris watching that the moment was too big, that he was going to make the mistake, or he didn't know where to go with the football in terms of I, I just felt like he, he could handle that where, you know, I, I, I've I seen other players just, man, when you're under that much duress, the mistake is coming. I never felt that. When you're calling that, did you get that sense and feel that the guy was running for his life, but at the same time he had poise? Like, I was impressed by that.
5: Yeah. No, no, he impressed me tremendously. I mean, A, I think he, he impressed me that he was, he realized, look, I've got no time to throw, Um, and I've got to make a play. And he, he made all the right decisions on once he committed to the run. I think what probably he's going to work on, and Coach Kelly alluded to this on Tuesday during his press conference, is there were times I think he committed to the run a little too soon. Uh, and that's easy for me to say because there aren't, you know, four guys at 285, 300 pounds rushing after me. Um, but I think there were times when you go back and watch the film, which I've done twice now, where the decision, he probably had some, Some more room to move within the pocket, and there were guys open downfield uh, that maybe the commitment to to tuck and run maybe a little soon. Now, obviously in the second half, he did move the pocket. He got out and sprinted a little bit and and was looking more to to buy time, extend the play, and use the pass, even if it's in the short passing game. So I think we saw – I don't know that we saw a complete scheme change for LSU, and again, it's something I'll be interested to ask Coach Kelly tonight, more so than we just saw him taking a little more time before committing to, to tucking and running. And, and suddenly LSU got in a little tempo. They got in a little groove. He went four for four in that drive to get things moving. And and it, that looked more like what I think we all expected to see. We just didn't see it early on. But as far as James Daniels, the individual, there's no question the guy's got talent. He's got good speed. He's got good vision once he's out in open space. Um, I think what now you're trying to do is harness it and be efficient with when you use it, and then be able to utilize the other weapons on your team. The wide receiver core was virtually unheard of. Now, they dropped a number of passes, especially in the first half, but it didn't seem like we utilized them enough. I- I'll be shocked if that's not more of an emphasis starting this Saturday against Southern.
0: No doubt, Chris, during the the show tonight, a lot of those questions will be about the offense, but Chris losing Mason Smith on just a, a-, a freak accident injury to an acl like that and then obviously having gay be targeted the defense you know was playing from behind to, to say the least with, with the lack of playmakers on that field i like gotta imagine that's something that coach kelly and, and then want to kind of see this week against southern just kind of get some confidence built in there and, and some plays made
5: well they're gonna have to also rebuild the rotation and i think again not making excuses um Guys that are on the field have to make plays, and at times early in that game they did But your rotation got blasted as soon as Mason Smith goes down in the first half with that freak injury, tears his ACL. Now all of a sudden, okay, let's change the rotation a little bit. Makai Wingo, the transfer from Mizzou, I thought played a good game. Uh, I think he was out there a lot more than he thought and probably out there a lot more than the coaches thought. Um, and then, of course, you lose Ali Gay. With the targeting call, now all of a sudden the rotation's completely out of the window. Um, so they're going to have to rebuild that rotation, again, for the first half without Gay this weekend, and obviously without Mason Smith moving forward. But I'm never really pleased at the end of the game when you look up and your top tacklers are all in the secondary. Um, and I think that's the issue. The front seven for LSU, obviously the front four we felt like were, were a strength for this team. Uh, and I still think they can be and will be. Uh, they weren't early in the game on Sunday night. Again, excuse, no excuse. Um, you know, you should see those guys allowing, if they're not making the plays, they should be able to allow the linebacker core uh, and your nickelback to make some plays. And frankly, that just didn't happen. So I was a little, you know, surprised by the lack of of not dominant, but really upper hand of the front seven for LSU's defense. And I think there's a lot of Tiger fans out there who feel the same way. Um, that's not to say they won't be and can be. Uh, they just weren't on, on Sunday night. And goodness knows um, they're certainly going to have to in the SEC. And, you know, I mean, that's to me where the defense, you know, you had to scratch your head a little bit. Um, but the good news is I was really impressed. With the play, especially of LSU safeties, which I thought six months ago may be the biggest question mark, uh, but I thought Major Burns looked really good. Uh, he's a good tackler out there. He was in position to make plays and made those plays, and that's that's all you can ask.
3: And uh, you know, the elephant in the room, Kayshawn Booty, um, his his body language was was scary. And really, really disappointing. And I know, you know, a lot of people on social media, which is absolutely ridiculous because, you know, giving this young man a hard time. But in saying that, he's getting paid now. And to to have that sort of attitude in your first game was really, really disappointing to me because, you know, I was expecting a lot more from him. And uh, I hope that that's not... Um, something we'll have to deal with in the future.
5: Yeah, again, I think Coach Kelly addressed that briefly on Tuesday, that, you know, there was a conversation, they had a conversation, and it was about, um, again, you know, helping the team, being part of the team. That's where you are now. Uh, What happens in the future, we all hope that great things happen for that young man in the future, Um, but that's down the road. Uh, And sometimes if you don't do and you aren't present in the here and now, that down the road never takes place. Um, so I think that was addressed. Uh, in fact, I know it was addressed. Um, and you know, he's got a chance to again, he can make himself future dollars by, by simply always being locked in and making plays when, when the opportunity comes his way. So he's, he's one that I'm sure everybody's going to be watching on Saturday and and moving forward because without question, he may go up to a dangerous team offensively when the ball's in his hands.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the coaching staff gets him involved early, and I thought Coach Kelly handled that, the criticism and a lot of other things in his press conference as good as you can, Chris, and it gives you an idea of how he's going to be the rest of the season. As always, appreciate your time, sir. Have a great call. We'll be tuning in at LSU Tigers Voice. It should be fun, especially when it comes to the bands at halftime and in a pregame and all of that, man. You got the the human jukebox and the Tiger band, man. It's going to be incredible Saturday night in the first ever meeting between these two schools.
5: Yeah, the yeah best, it's going to be electric here. It's going to be electric on campus, and no doubt about it, they're going to be out here early and all day, and it's going to be fun to to take it all in. I'm going to show up a little early myself.
0: <laughs> there he goes. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend.
5: All right, guys.
2: You too. Yep,
0: yeah, for sure. We're at Francesca live, five fifteen Harrison Avenue. It's the Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans.
4: We rented the truck.
1: Come on in, come on in and win, it's magic, come and feel the magic, cash magic. Great
4: news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open, and bigger and better than ever, in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308, so come on in and win. You'll always be a
1: VIP. Cash money. Gambling problem, Eight seven 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 zero stop How do you make the most of your land? Depends who you ask. The Rens do it on a John Deere mower. It's my happy place. The Hubbards work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor.
2: Every project is a new experience.
1: And the Mosers drive a John Deere Gator UTV.
5: We're always switching gears.
1: There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer.
0: Run with us. Visit Homa Tractor next to the tunnel. Your brand and logo matters, and over 25 years,
3: Fauxpas Prints has helped companies and organizations stand
0: out from the crowd. Fauxpas Prints has t-shirts, caps, jackets, and all of your uniform and apparel needs. They can even put your logo on any and all promotional items, drinkware, huggies, pens, bags, tents, banners, and even our exclusive keychains. Fauxpas
3: Prints has an in-house heart department and all state-of-the-art equipment. Branding sets
0: a company apart, and Fauxpas Prints can help. Visit the Large battery Showroom under the big red t-shirt sign or online at FauxpasPrints.com.
4: That man's
1: got some stones. Believe me, he is no wuss. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
6: I think when you, when you got receivers that have a tenacity for getting open and getting the ball, uh, is always a plus for the quarterback in the team.
0: That is Jameis Winston yesterday following practice. Again, excited. Chef Scotty about being able to take to the field. You know what was interesting that's been brought up this week. He didn't ever he never faced the Falcons last year. After the Tampa game, Saints played the Falcons. Yeah, good point. And yeah. then he obviously he was there in Atlanta and watched the Saints mm-hmm. wrap up the regular season, but he won there and he was asked what's different uh, I guess from last year to this year and with this rivalry, and if, does he have a, an understanding with it? So let's get to those two bites here eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. If you'd like to chime in on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line, but this is what um, Jabu had to say about: Is it any different than this year or last year from playing?
6: You know, the biggest difference is I didn't I didn't play last year, you know, and I was able to play, but I got hurt, you know. So that's the biggest difference. Just coming back, uh, getting used to you know the trenches again and going out there and competing. Uh, it's still the same game. Uh, they have a good team. We have a good team, and uh, it's just now. It's time. It's just go time. Nothing different at all, really. Yep, no doubt.
0: I think one of the other things is understanding Chef Scotty that this is not just a regular game. It is, but it isn't. He
6: explains. Uh, I, I just I just learned that we got to beat them. Really, um, you know. Uh, obviously, the most iconic is uh, Steve Gleason. Ble- uh, blocking the kick after, after Katrina. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm up to date on that. Uh, but, but outside of that, uh, I understand, like, just in this building that the Saints have been our rivalry, uh, and I approach it that way. Uh, but at the end of the day, our goal is to, to win the football game, uh, no matter who we play.
0: Now look, again, yesterday, I know it was listed as limited, but the fact that it was out there at practice, I think you have to be excited that Michael Thomas and the prospects of him playing on Sunday is solid, and again, that makes a huge difference, Chef Scotty. I know you're a little nervous. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you not to be nervous. First off, the fact that he was back out there listening to Thomas afterwards in the locker
2: I mean, that's what I love to do, man. I love football. I love coming out here competing. I love working on my game. I love taking coaching and, and, and trying to collaborate with my coach and, and find ways to do something better and uh, create separation and just make highlights and, and uh, perfect my craft. So um, whenever, you know, you 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 know, I had weeks where I felt like I was close to going in the game and then I wasn't able to go in the game, or, like just because of doing with the inju- injury or whatever, but now it's just like
0: I'm kind of itching for it. The other thing too that was brought up is how many hours it's taken him to, you know, to get back to this point. Right. And specifically to be able to look like himself. And, and, and look, I know you don't believe me, but Nick Underhill and others, He's playing, I guess. Saying that he looked like 2019, Mike, and things of that nature. Look, a hamstring's a hamstring. This isn't his foot. This isn't an ankle. This isn't the knee. This isn't, you know, you know, it was a hammy. That's kept him out the last couple of weeks. Three years ago,
3: I could not stand Janus Winston. Now, I freaking love the guy. I mean, it's, I just, the way he carried himself in the preseason game the other night, we he came up and he right. talked to us. We're sitting there, we're just sitting in the
0: I saw that the, He, uh, he took a photo by every and, every one of those bunkers. And, he, no.
3: and I should have gotten a photo with him. I didn't want to bug him. I don't like bugging those guys for those kind of but things. But he did. Anybody right.
0: that asked. I saw I was I was
3: paying you know, attention. He's actually amazing. Took a video of it. His whole attitude, just the person he's become. I'm really proud of him. I'm proud to have him. And I think this guy is this guy is going to lead us. It's
0: funny you bring that up because I want to bring up wins. something that I that I found interesting. I don't know if you've seen that they've posted a couple of um, clips from the podcast that Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram host. Did you see this? You Mm -hmm. see these clips? I did not. So I'm going to play it here right now. Okay. And it's trust levels. And it's Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram. And to have Jameis Winston as their Mm -hmm. guest this week. So I'm going to play it. 42 seconds. And I'm going to make a point. After reading what came out today about Russell Wilson and the Saints, and you'll see the point I'm about to make.
4: In NFL 22, James Wilson had an overall rating it's of 76. Well, I don't even <laughs> want to think what mine is.
6: Listen, we're gonna work it up. It's disrespectful. <laughs> we're gonna get it up.
4: The last, t- look, the last time you had a full season think, started, you threw for five thousand yards. You starting with us before you got injured. We only lost one game, right? Listen, you done thrown for twenty thousand yards. And 135 touchdowns, tubbies. And you're 76? Yes. How?
6: I don't care how they doing me as long as I'm still doing me. Say that one, too. Come <laughs> on now.
4: Stop playing with me. You can end on that. Hey, hey.
0: <laughs> James said, as long as I do me. And then there's another clip a- as well about talk about eating the W and things of that nature. There's one thing that I've gotten out of this. And you go back to the first year that he was here when Drew was here. Chef Scotty, and right. it was the fact that any player that you would ask about Jameis Winston, what's he like, immediately started to smile and love this guy. Went over the locker room quickly. He's real. He's approachable. I again, this is my opinion, based on observation and hearing how other people do it. He treats himself like he's just another member of this right. team. And, and I feel when you see stuff like this, they just love this guy because he acts yeah. like he's just like one of those guys. And and understand, right. in the in the NFL, you're the quarterback. It's a little right. different. I'm not saying they didn't respect Drew. That's not what I'm saying. But you can really see that there's a connection with the players on this locker room and this team with him. There is there no just doubt. Is. And I guarantee and, you and the connection is
3: much better than when Drew Brees was here. Scott, I Drew feel Brees, the same way. Drew Brees was like... He was just, you know, the
0: king, and, you know... And that's not disrespecting him, because I'm not no. saying that either. I mean, the guy played amazing for this franchise, won a Super Bowl, right. so that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that... They're, and, it, and it should be, though, Scott. They're different right. people. Right. I mean, they're different people. They've come different paths and different uh, aspects of it. But what's interesting is an article today came out, according to ESPN, and uh, so... Again, obviously, as you know, the season starts today, and Russell Wilson apparently was always wanting to go to Denver. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I'm going to read the column here earlier. I I mm -hmm. did, which was crazy to me because apparently three other teams were in on the running: Mm -hmm. the Commanders, the Giants, and the Saints. Saints. Now, apparently. Per the team agent, uh per his agent Mark Rogers, he publicly identified some spots and all that. Anyway, still the Commanders, this is from the articles, Commanders, Giants, and Saints inquired about Wilson's availability with NFL media previously reporting that Washington offered multiple first-round picks for the quarterback. The Seahawks, quote, knew Wilson wanted Denver, per Henderson. Quote, but kept New Orleans involved in the bidding so the Broncos would have to compete against another offer. General Manager John Schneider even apologized to Saints brass afterward because he essentially ended negotiations by informing them Wilson would not be dealt, only to then send them to the Broncos. Now look, this can go in here or there, teams play, and use other teams for collect. Now, I've told you, the Watson thing, I think some of that was interest, and I also think some of that was to make sure the price went up for the Panthers and the price was up for the Falcons I'm sure okay Yeah. that said they did inquire this report says they did inquire about Wilson so this offseason you could say the Saints inquired for two other quarterbacks other than James Winston but and
3: I feel that that is they're going to eat that because Jameis Winston is going to have a phenomenal year Hopefully he stays healthy. Right. I'm worried about that. But he's going to have a great year and they're going to look back on it and go, man, we got the bargain of the century. But saying that next year, they're going to have to give him a real contract, you know, and, and pay him. Now I, what I see these quarterbacks getting paid right now. Yep.
0: Wow. Oh, uh, no doubt it's up there for sure. Got much more from Jameis Winston, much more from Michael Thomas. Again, the team is practicing again today. We'll have that second injury report, and it pretty much came down around three three fifteen is when it came down, and, and obviously, hopefully, we'll see some other guys uh be th- either upgraded or, at the very least, be not downgraded. 800-998-1003, nine eight one double zero three. We're live at Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. News just yes, popping up on your King massive died. television. Queen Elizabeth the Second has passed away. Ninety-six years old this Charles, morning. Charles you started seeing, yeah, you started seeing a, a lot of the reports that she was under medical supervision. It looked like they were waiting for the family to get there to make this announcement. But Queen Elizabeth II has passed away at ninety-six. Our number two next. and you're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.